The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. Back with me today, clearing his throat as he's eating his healthy salad over there, is my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, yeah. welcome back. How we doing? Oh, I shaved my legs in Tampa. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't. Look, I haven't shaved my legs in 25 years. Why would you shave your? Are you a swimmer? No. Just then don't. why would you shave your legs? I don't know. You want to feel it? No. That does no. <laughs> Everybody has. You, that you got stubble already. Well, yeah, I know. My legs were really hairy. See, I hadn't shaved my legs in twenty-five years, and it's the hairiest part of my body. I haven't shaved my legs in forty-two years, and I won't shave my legs. I don't know. Probably another seventy-two years. My girlfriend like, shaved them for me. That's still not. That's still what. Let's, hey, listen. Some people like a shaved leg. Um, no, I don't like it. it. Plus, with me, if anybody, I mean, look at my. It, it would take me at least. I don't know. I'd say that's a solid weekend's work of shaving my leg. Oh, bull! My hair legs were hairier than yours, dude. Mine. Listen, I got hair pretty much everywhere on the top, except the top of my head. Um, yeah, you could shave your legs and put it on your head. <laughs> I'm not doing a leg or a hair implant plugs, whatever they're called. They're not great either. Uh, no. <laughs> no, the leg hair is pretty, it's, it's holding its color. This is good. The chest hair is gray. This is good. I don't have chest hair. Really? Mm-hmm. No, dude, I, I've got a, like a good amount of chest hair. You got like an 80s kind I of I got, uh, well, you know Ben Ferenzo from the pool, right, at yeah. Park? I've got yeah. like the Ben Ferenzo hair. <laughs> Maybe not as dark as Ben, <laughs> um, but I've I've got pretty good coverage. All right. um, but oh, yeah, just like coverage that the out it's you know how like you get those weather maps where like you get like the colder or, or the not so cold areas, and then yeah. the more the cold colder fronts. it gets, like really dark blue. Mine like starts off like kind of like black, and then by the time it gets to the center, it's like all white. It's like pretty much it's it's hit the gray zone. <laughs> Well, I don't get that. Like, I don't have chest hair. I probably won't ever have chest hair. I don't have back hair either. I've heard back hair is, like, extremely uncomfortable, though. I don't... I'm, I Do I... My hair on my back is definitely not as hairy as my front. My wife says I have some back hair. I don't think I have a ton. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely your typical hairy Italian. Not, like, total coverage. I'm not, like, a bear. But True. I've seen some hairy people. Oh yeah. But uh no, I've got I've got good coverage everywhere except the top of my head. And you and you know you know, Larry, what's good for hair growth, right? What? You know, changing your diets, healthy things like that. That's a good transition. Did you work on that? Mm-mm. <laughs> well, we'll use that as our we'll use all of this as our coveted hot segment, but uh, like we said or I said, Matt is uh currently eating a Healthy, what is that? A, you said it's a chicken chicken Caesar? Yeah. Chicken Caesar salad. Um, we'll give a shameless plug. Is that Tops yeah. or Dashes? Tops? Tops chicken Caesar salad, which I've had. It's ex- they're 
I like Dash's and Top's package salads. They're really under ten dollars right here, baby. Dude, they are good. Um, have you noticed now? You're, I wouldn't say you're getting into that old age because you're what twenty six, twenty five, twenty five. Um, I really noticed that when I hit like thirty, but that's when I really kind of started making some changes, and then thirty five came and I kind of forgot those changes. Um, but. Is it? Yeah. Are you are you at that point where you're kind of making those healthy healthy changes or starting to? Well, you know, my mom told me the same thing. Like when she was my age, she was full time like grad student at UB, swimming. I don't know, like six or seven miles a day in the pool. Oh damn! So she told me, you know, when I was younger, she's like, I'd eat anything I wanted whenever I wanted, and I wouldn't gain anything because you know. She was burning it off after she stopped working out or like, you know, picked up more busy schedule. She kept eating the same things. And then obviously, you know, it it catches up with you. And I never thought about that. I was like, okay, I'm 14 in high school. I'm not going to worry about that yet. And then, you know, I got to the point where I started pushing 200 pounds. Not, oh, really? I'm 200 pounds. Yeah. Really? But not. Well, you're what? Six. One? I'm six foot. Okay. But not in the sense of, like, fat, necessarily. I've been going to the gym a lot more, and I've been hardcore hitting, you know, like, heavy weightlifting, you know, taking some pre-workout stuff and, like, proteins and stuff like that. But for some reason now, like, I started, like, fasting until noon, you know, and, like, really monitoring how I eat and how much I eat. Just because I was like, I gotta get like, and I was like, the drinking has kind of gone down and all this other stuff. It's like, I'm trying to get to that point before my metabolism finally pitters out, before I like make that change. Because, uh, yeah, I, I know for a fact, I was eating like bags of candy a day. Just, oh God, yeah. Just cause. I mean, it was. <laughs> I was always one, especially when I was in high school. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I could sit there and, I mean, if I wanted to, I could knock off, like, McDonald's four, five, six days a week. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, uh, especially when it was, this is how old I am, when they had um, 99-cent Whoppers. I mean. That's Burger King. Burger King. I loved it, though. I'm not a huge Burger King fan. I except love Burger for King the burgers. No, no. I the only and these were back. I can't go there anymore because I don't know what they did to the burgers. Oh man, they're the not the same. Are they are not the same. In fact, the last time I had BK, I I put it back up in the parking lot. Um, but their whoppers used to be awesome. They would have ninety nine cent whoppers. I could kill one of those. The best was when Arby's had the five for five deals: five roast beefs, five bucks. Um, they also had the beef and cheddars, like three for three. But anyways, I could eat like oh, beef and cheddars are, will kill you. I could I could crush like at least three or four of those five for fives with uh, the onion or not the onion rings, the curly fries. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't gain a pound. Like in high school, I think the biggest I got in high school was maybe I think maybe I got to one twenty five, one thirty by my <laughs> senior year. I mean, I was I'm you know five six five seven. Um, one 
I, I, I don't, maybe, maybe I got up to 130. But I was, I mean, I was doing soccer. When soccer season was done, yeah. I was doing indoor three, four days a week. Then I was doing, you know, then hit track and field. But I was always so. What are you burning like a something. day? I'd say like three thirty five hundred burning like, calories. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. And um, it was always just nonstop for me. I didn't really start packing on the pounds where I kind of noticed. Um, I think the heaviest I got, I got up to like one ninety. I want to say when I, I don't know, late 20s, maybe like 28, 29. It's like right after you get out of college. Yeah. You start noticing it. Um, but that's when, like, I got to, like, I think I was 20, 26, 27, 28, somewhere around there. Yeah. And um, I ballooned up to, like, 190. And I kind of looked. I was like, ooh, okay. Um, and really, when I started working out big time was probably 29, 30. I mean, I was hitting the gym for that solid year, year and a half. I was hitting the gym six days a week. Um, it was definitely more of lifting, but I was also doing cardio. My biggest thing, though, is before I really started lifting, lifting, I stopped drinking pop. And for those of you who know me, for those people that know me, that is a huge – I mean, I, I'd crush, especially during a Bills game. I was, I'm not really a big drinker, drinker, alcoholic drinker. But pop, I mean, I could kill, like, I don't know, five, six, seven pops in a Bills game. Yeah. Like, just sitting there or a Sabres game. Just from cutting out pops and switching to water, I think that alone I dropped, I don't know, 15 pounds in, like, a month and a half, maybe two months. I mean, and doing nothing else. Yeah. Um. So it was – but I really got into it. I, I think when I was at my best, I was – I gotten down to like I think just under 150, like 148, but a cut 148. Yeah, that's what I'm going. For. Not 148. Um, <laughs> I would love to get back there. Right now, I'm at around one. I think I'm at 160. Between 160 and 165. I weighed 160 when I was in ninth grade. Yeah, tall people, bastards. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I would love to get down to. I think my days of getting the 140, 145 are over, but I'd like to get down to like mid 150s. I'd like to get like a solid, a solid 150, 155. I'd like to get to a solid 150, 155. That's a fine one. Um, but the wife's got me, not got me, but we're we're starting to uh, careful the wording. You use. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, that's right. She doesn't listen, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story. I I don't know if I told you this later, but I'll I'll, I'll save it for later. About something that I'm gonna I'm gonna joke on my wife about. I tell her this all the time. So, anyways, uh, we've been starting this diet where it's uh, in uh, breakfast. We're um, it's uh, she's got us making like a nice smoothie, but it's like uh, mixed fruits. We'll switch up the fruits every now and then. But she's got uh, um, a spirulina. Uh, I think it's called spirulina, but it's uh, like the protein powder stuff not like the way not any of that stuff not like really for bodybuilding because we want especially with me i've got a thyroid issues I've, i actually have no thyroid i've got to take my thyroid pill every morning so the the way tends don't to have a thyroid no i had mine removed when i was 21 i was either right no it was just out of college so i was like 22 um i don't think so it maybe slightly noticed here but no i had 
All right, we'll get into that. I guess when I was around 22, 21, 22, right out of college, um, doctor noticed during a regular checkup, doctor noticed there was a lump there or whatever, this, that, the other thing. I remember never being so scary. He got to my office or the day of my office or whatever, he got an appointment. He was like, well, we ran the test. He's like, there are two types of nodules, cold or hot. Um, cold usually means it's non-cancerous. Hot means it's cancerous. Yours is hot. I'm like, damn, strike one. And then there was another thing. He was like, it usually, you know, this usually means cancerous. This usually means doesn't. I had the one, of course, that meant cancerous. So in my mind, instantly with those two things, I'm like, damn it, I've got cancer. But did long story short, did the thing or whatever. He's like, you know, we'll go in. um, We'll take out the lump, do a bisection of it, see if it's cancerous. If it is cancerous, we'll take out your thyroid. If it's not cancerous, we'll leave your thyroid in. Long story short, mine wasn't cancer, but there were, it was a big enough lump and there were smaller lumps growing in there. So he just decided to remove all the lumps plus the thyroid. Um, cause he didn't know he, they were under the assumption if they left the thyroid in, some of those lumps would just keep coming back and coming back. It wasn't cancerous. Thank good Lord. Um, but he did have to remove the thyroid, um, which left me, uh, whatever. I've got to take a pill, uh, a thyroid pill, um, every morning for the rest of my life. It's really no big deal. But anyways, because of that, I've got to really watch my weight intake and stuff. So, which, you know, you know, as well as anybody, a lot of the protein powders and stuff that you do has a large amount of weight in them. So I've gone to either hemp protein or flaxseed milk or stuff like that. So we've, we've cut down the weight, but I've done that for years. Um, but anyway, she has us taking like this, this nice, healthy smoothie. It's very healthy. Doesn't taste great. I love it's, it's a fruit yeah, smoothie though. It, it's a fruit smoothie. Do you use like milk or juice as a base? We use the flax milk. I think we just started this um today, this type of smoothie, which usually I love smoothies. I think I used the wrong flax milk. I did the good karma flax milk. Yeah. But I've got the non sweetened vanilla with extra protein in there. And I know I've had it before. I don't like the one with the extra protein because it like the taste is just bleh. So this one, I, we're we're kind of working through the smoothie. But a couple years ago, when I first started dating my wife, um, we went on this hard like this crash course diet. Uh, let me tell you this: I was basically it was one of those diets where I was basically chewing my smoothie. Ew. It was like kale, spinach. Uh, some other, all good stuff, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I lost five pounds because I think I was more to the point where I was like skipping the yeah, shakes or drinking like, like three or four. Like I, I remember one, I brought it, uh, Rob McKeon was still working at park and Marco. And I brought my smoothie to work for lunch. Cause there was a smoothie you had to have for lunch. Another one for or one for breakfast, a different one for lunch, and a, another one for dinner. The lunch one, I put it in the fridge, and it had gotten, like, so just thick, gelatinous, almost, like, recoagulated. I'm, like, chewing the smoothie. Yeah. And Rob's like, oh, that's great. You're doing a diet, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, I chewed it. I'm like, yeah, this is great, as I've got, like, pieces of smoothie, like, stuck in my teeth. And, again, I think I threw it out. That lasted, like, two or three days. We, it was supposed to be a seven-day cleanse. Yeah. We both just kind of looked at each other as we're sitting there starving. 
we went to a place on Smoke in the Water on NT. Yeah. Do have you been there? I've passed by it. I want to go there. Love it. I think it closed down, but loved it. And it was either one of those where we just caught it on a really good day or we were so hungry that just whatever food you put in our in our it face, like hit. it tastes so good. Yeah. Um but yeah, we're you get to that point and it's just your diets. I think the biggest thing with diet, as long as you're eating something you like that's healthy, you have no problem staying with it. Right. If it's something that all right, this might be the healthiest thing in the world, but if you hate the taste, you're not going to do it. It's going it's going to be awful. Yeah, and it's like <coughs> like I love my smoothies with like the my favorite smoothie. Yeah, it has a lot of sugar in it, but like if you don't consume a lot of sugar throughout your day and this is like your one sugar thing, I don't see a problem with it. It's like it's frozen cherries, blueberries, and strawberries with strawberry Greek yogurt as the base. Then you put cran app uh cran apple um cranberry juice as the base. Okay. It's like I, I can't have a smoothie with not juice in it. Oh yeah. You've got to have some kind of juice. Well, like regular juice or milk? No, See, I've done to, both. It has to be juice for me. I'm not a huge fan of milk based um whatever they're called, smoothies. When I always did my smoothies in the morning I always did – I did like a, a small little cup of the hemp protein. I would put that in there. I usually did more of the milk where I would – but I would do the flax milk. I would do the flax milk, like a cup of hemp protein. Um, I would use banana as my base, and then I'd mix it up where I'd either put like – one day I would put blueberries in there. One day I would put uh, strawberries, Ooh. cherries. Uh, I, I tried not to use cherries just because the prep of the cherry was such a pain in the butt. You mean deep hitting it? Yeah. Like I would use all fresh. I oh, I, okay. I really I okay. I didn't like using the the um, frozen stuff. Um, and I I really liked the blackberry when I would put blackberry in there. I don't like blackberries. It was great, but the only problem with that is, at least in my blender, I could I would always get like the seeds, like oh, the yeah. really small seeds. And after a while, you're, they just get stuck in your teeth. They just you yeah. know it would taste really good. Or even I found that even with the raspberries. Unless you would sit there and blend the hell out of the raspberries, yeah, you, for like a few minutes, you would still get some of the little, small little little seeds and stuff I in love there. Raspberries, yeah, like I could go, I could eat a carton of raspberries. Oh yeah, to. but the same thing. I when I this was back in my early thirties when I did that, I was again wasn't drinking pop, so I wasn't getting that was basically my sugar intake right. for the whole day. Yeah, I mean. Which I don't have, like, a problem with that. Like, you know, the whole thing. I remember when I was teaching this to my high schoolers for health class, we were talking about diets. And I talked about, like, you know, the juice diet. And I actually heard this on another podcast. But people would do the juice diet and then develop type 2 diabetes after. Oh, yeah. But they wouldn't understand that, the the, you know, the sugar in the juices that you're drinking it, like, yeah, you're cutting weight, but you're also, you know, giving yourself a diabetic, you know, kind of thing. So, but I had this one smoothie during one of those, like, uh, AFERD conferences at, at Canisius that I had to go to. During one of our breaks, me and a friend of mine, uh, we went to, like, some, like, smoothie place on one of the streets downtown. <laughs> and we come back, and, like, she's looking at me across the room. I have like this like ugh face on it. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got this green smoothie that had wheatgrass in it, and it ta- and it was because it was like one of the only um, 
It was what? Uh oh. Everything okay with the text? Yeah. Updating message? All right. No, it was it was uh, Megan Smith. Really? Yeah. Saying that she's going to come on with Ken no. Dorsey on the podcast? Ken Dorsey's a bum. I don't want him on this podcast. <laughs> um, what Megan say? I actually asked her. I it was funny. Because I asked her this weekend um, over text or whatever. I was like, you want to come on the podcast? The response I got was, hmm. <laughs> and then I kept up like, so what does that mean? And then just radio silence. So, but I even said, I was like, listen, I was like, come on. We can have a family affair. We can have, um, you know, ever, the entire uh, the entire Smith family. Desiderio uh, Smith family. Desiderio Smith. I was like, come on. I was like, we'll get. You know, the kid, bring the kids, bring your husband, everybody on. Because her husband played, uh, I don't know if he still plays or if he played lacrosse. I think he still plays pickup league. Yeah, no, he he was telling me when I met him. Um, he was like, didn't he like tr- coach some of the bandits or? I think he was playing, that? I think he was like playing in leagues with some of the bandits. I don't know if he coached. Something something to do with the bandits. Yeah, but he's another one. He was a big, I believe he was a, he was a goalie, right? Or is a goalie? Mm-hmm. I, I don't quote me on that, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, it was the only smoothie that had um, a juice in it, so I went with it. But that wheatgrass just overpowered everything so bad. I'm telling you, <laughs> I remember when I got big in the smoothies, all you heard about was wheatgrass, 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 wheatgrass. So I finally, you know, when I was on my kick, I bought some at uh, Trader Joe's, and I was like, all right, let me. So I just chopped some up, put it in my smoothie or whatever. I remember being so disappointed at, like, how nasty it was. Like, it just was not good at all. Yeah. I just thought it was disgusting. But, yeah, with with – I'm a big proponent no matter how much sugars you – like, if you eat the sugary foods, you have to make sure you up your water intake. Oh yeah, so that you are no matter what flushing. you got to you got to you got to drink your water. And that was always even now. That was my big thing. I you don't was, like water. No, I'm not. I really don't. And I, but again, I tell everybody like I'll preach. It's so healthy. It, like, coach, do you drink water? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Right. Um. But anytime I do drink water, especially if I make sure that I'm getting my 64 ounces at least a day, I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. So even if you drink, if you're going to drink those sugary smoothies or stuff, just make sure you're you're flushing everything out. Yeah, it's it's super important to drink water because then, like, you notice, like, if you get, like, a headache or you feel fatigued, it could just be because you're dehydrated. Oh, for sure. And for I sure. think that's why my girlfriend gets so sick. And I tell her that, but she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't drink the water? She doesn't drink water, period. Yeah. Like, I never see her drink water. And yeah. when she does, she has to drink it with lemon or else she won't drink it. For a while, I I started tricking myself into thinking that those, uh, what are they called? Like the ice waters or whatever, where they're like... Uh, those are terrible for you. They are terrible. And I... Not only that, did you see how much, I think it's sodium, like how much loaded they are with sodium? Like, they, it's disgusting how much. I used to drink them before soccer games. Really? I love them. They taste good, but they are not the same as drinking water. No, Even Gatorade, hard. for a while, I would go on I as a kid. Gatorade. I'd be like, Gatorade, 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 until I finally started looking at the sugar content. They dehydrate you. <laughs> There's way more sugar in Gatorade than there is in pop. 
Well, number one, that. Number two, it has a lot of salt in it because it's meant for you to, like, retain electrolytes. Yeah. It's um. It's a sports performing drink. Yeah. But it's not. I think people use it as the dehydration. Like, you're dehydrated, go drink Gatorade. Yeah. Nothing's going to hydrate you faster than water. A lot of people are idiots. And now I've noticed the big thing is Pedialyte seems to be popping on the shelves more and more and more and more. <laughs> Did I tell you that I was illegally sponsored by Pedialyte? You were illegally sponsored by... First of all, how do you get a... What's the difference between legally sponsored and illegally sponsored by Pedialyte? They don't know. If... They were giving you money and no, they don't... Well, like, not what? in the sense... Illegally in the sense that they... Um... Were you stealing from Pedialyte? No, I wasn't stealing. I was... We. I was in a, a cornhole league okay. at my church. And it was like... We, me and this one friend of mine, we got like really invested into it, and out of nowhere, with no context, we showed up one day with with jerseys. So I have a, I, I have, <laughs> so you have a Pedialyte cornhole jersey. I have a cornhole jersey that says the Cornhole Legends. My name is Bag, and his name is Bean. So together, it's Bean Bag. <laughs> and on the jersey, there is a huge like logo of Pedialyte. Because <laughs> we're their fantastic. unofficial sponsor, even though we get no money whatsoever, <laughs> and we're just putting their name out there to like twenty people at most. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> and we won the championship that year, so we bought our own little little trophy, and we got rings. <laughs> well, that was kind of how, like at park, like when I would do back. Were you you were there when we had the canoe races, weren't you? Or was that before your time? That was right before my time. Okay. We used to do, like, canoe races, um, and I would announce the, the – I think I announced the last two canoe races we had there. And during the races, I would just give out – I would shout out, like, random sponsors. But, like, this third this uh, third grade boys canoe race is sponsored by – and, you know, like, craft uh, craft uh, mac and cheese oh, or, yeah. or by Logrins or by, like, just random um, – you gotta love the unofficial sponsors. Oh, that's so great. It's <laughs> you know, and it's like just the subtlety that people can just drop them in. You're like, and today's message is brought to you by uh, what's an un thing? That's oh, this doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. What's a company that doesn't exist anymore? Uh, I have no idea. Smoke on the water. It's a restaurant yeah. out of business. Brought to you by Vine. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Or, you know, paid partnerships or all that stuff. And, you know, I've never even had Pedialyte before. That's the fun part. I've had it once. It's for, like, kids. It's for kids. Except I had a lot w- of people use it for hangovers. Yeah. I've had it once, um, not for a hangover, but I was in my 20s or whatever, and I was, like, sick as a dog. I was living in Baltimore. I was teaching in Baltimore. My early 20s, I was Good sick as a dog. Baltimore. Oh, I... Love the area. I lived in Reisterstown. Love the area. Did not not a fan of the school that I go was Ravens. At. But anyways, and I was sick as a dog for a week. So I like literally lived on Pedialyte because it was at the point where anything else I was eating or drinking, I was would like end up in my toilet. So I like lived on Pedialyte really until um, I finally was. I I was so new to both. Like I didn't even have a doctor yet. Nice. So I had to go to like their version of um, care. urgent care, media care. I forgot what it was, what it was called. Quick care, might have been <laughs> uh, Raven Relief. Raven 
<laughs> no. But I and they gave me that like amoxicillin or whatever the the ten day course of random antibiotic. <laughs> um, but man, I remember I was the thing that really I had already been sick for two or three days, and my this was back. This is how long ago it was. This was back before like you could literally go online. Well, you probably could, but you I would always Boot go up at AOL. No, I, not that far back. <laughs> but I would go into the Verizon store and pay my um my bill or whatever for the month, like by hand, like either give them a check or give them. I remember I was so sick. I'm walking in there. I had to walk in three times. I walked in there, but like, nope, ran back out to the parking lot, threw up, walked in there again, made it. There was a line like I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Nope. Like, nope, ran into the bathroom there, puked, finally came out. The guy, like, I'm visibly sweating like a dog. The guy's like, can I help you? But like, please, I need to pay my bill really fast or I'm going to throw up. And, like, he, like, punched the thing up. Gave, he's like, I gave him, like, I put, like, $100 down or whatever for whatever. I didn't have chance to get change. I think my bill was only, like, 40 for the month or whatever. Keep it. And that's why he was like, he's like, all right, let me get your change. We're like, just put it towards next bill. And I, like, literally, like, ran out. <laughs> Well, it's like, hey, what you could have done, you could be like, hold my spot, vomit, and then just go to the bath. I, I got my job at camp. I was violently ill with the flu when I had my interview with Jen. Really? I was contagious with 103 fever. And no, it wasn't the flu. It was strep throat. Well, back then, Jen probably would have been like, you're hired. Like, well, just instantly. Like, I'm sitting there in like a suit in the dead. Like, you in- went to a suit for a park camp interview? Like suit and tie? Yeah, dude. Dude, when I interviewed there, I think I was in like just, I don't know, a pair of khaki shorts and maybe a t-shirt. I don't I went there like nothing. Well, you know, and I'm sitting there and like talking to her and stuff. And as soon as like she, she's like, she's like, all right, I'll, like, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'm like, okay. And I, you know how, like how I sat in that, in the second, not her actual office, but like that room right to the left of the door that you'd yeah. want. I as soon as I walked out and shut the door, all of a sudden, she probably heard this. I'm like, <coughs> and I was like, I was like, jeez. <laughs> I was I, and then I went home, went back to bed, was gone the entire day, like that entire week from school. This was when I was in college. Woke up the day, like a week from having strep throat, and I had tonsillitis. Ooh. Now, have you had your tonsils removed? No, I still have them. Okay. So do I. I had my adenoids removed. Wait, what? I always thought you got your tonsils removed and then you would get your adenoids nope. removed. Really? Yeah. Okay. I remember that day. It was fun. I Is was... that one of those lots of ice creams afterwards? Oh, yeah. I was sitting in the operation area while well, I was sitting in the waiting room at like Children's Hospital and I was playing a video game. And then my mom and dad came and they were exchanging words. Um, this was during that time where they really didn't talk to each other. It was very tense. It was a lot of times. That's why I had to go to therapy. But, you know, that things happened. And then I went into the room and then I went to sleep and then I woke up and my throat was sore. And I look in my arm and there's an IV thing and I pull it out. <laughs> Jeez. And nobody and then the nurse came in and she was like, I'm gonna take your ID out now. And she's like, Oh, it's already been taken out. <laughs> because like I saw this long thing in my arm and I was like, What is this? And I just pull, pull it out. That was when you were like coming through like coming back? Yeah. No, I I've only been put under once when I had my th- my uh thyroid removed. Nah, you could do that awake. Now again, did you like I, uh, the last thing I remember going under, I was being wheeled in, 
I don't remember the whole count backwards where I just remember being wheeled in for what I felt like I closed my eyes and literally felt like I opened them a second later and I'm being wheeled out and I'm kind of like my eyes are like, you know, like you have that where it's kind of like open, but not really right, open. Right, yeah. And I'm and they're like, you know, Mr. Monty, relax, relax, calm down. I'm like, you know, I'm like, done. What do you, gotta, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like the certain, like I'm in my mind, I'm thinking like, there's no way in hell, like literally like a half a second passed. Like there's no way in hell we're done. Like they didn't give me enough. Like I'm waking up and like, they're about to cut my throat. No, it was done. Apparently the surgery went like three or four hours. I felt like I literally like closed my eyes and woke back up. Yeah. Like, was that how, was that how you were? Or uh, I fell asleep. I remember the counting backwards thing. And I think I don't even remember that they well, I needed my mouth open. You. Oh, so, that's true. So the way they did it is the gas that they put on my face. Um, it was flavored gas, like laughing gas type of stuff or. Yeah, but it was flavored. So like I was like eating the air and I fell asleep <laughs> with my mouth open. Okay. And then I wake up in like the recovery room. But, you know, I had like, I, that was like the only time I've, the second time, I don't remember the first time cause I had, I was too young when I had my open heart surgery. They actually killed me for that one. Yeah, that's where they stop your heart. Yeah, and... um, but <clears throat> I fall asleep during operations that don't have me put under. Really? Yeah, I fell asleep when I had mouth surgery, where they had the like they could have put me under, but I just decided to get the the Novocaine shots. I fell asleep during that, um, and I fell asleep when I was getting an MRI. Okay, and well, I could see well. No, well, you were getting an MRI, I guess, on the knee, right? No, on my heart. Oh, okay. So I was in the whole MRI machine. I remember it. Wasn't be- that that, like, where you got to basically stay still for, like, 30 minutes or whatever? Like, you, like yeah. you can't move? Well, and I had to breathe, like, on timing things, yeah. which wasn't going to work because I fell asleep. I was going to say, that'll put you to sleep. <clears throat> but the thing was, another one, I had another IV for that one. The biggest problem was the IVs. I don't like needles going in, like, <laughs> and staying there because I can feel it. But... I remember I had the IV, and this was the only arm sticking out, and I was sleeping, and the last thing, the only thing I know and remember was also, like, because I knew they had to take pictures, and then they had to put ink on my heart. Yeah. And I didn't know when they were going to do that. So I'm just laying there, all of a sudden I feel something cold go from my arm up into my heart. (laughs) I kid you not. I, I felt like... You know when Bruce Banner's turning, and yeah. it, like for the first, like you could see the gap. I felt it go all like the way. They up. are freezing my veins, and I was just like, I didn't, I didn't like that, like at all. And I come out, and then I was like, what's the, what's the score of the Bills game? And she's like, it's halftime. And I was like, I went in an hour before the game started. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It's halftime. We ended up losing that game. That was uh, one of the Titans games we played on a Monday night. How long ago was this? Ooh, maybe this was last <laughs> last year. Oh, so this was recent. <sighs> yeah. All right, so this was good bills. Yeah, but we still lost to the Titans. Oh, that would have been last year. I remember that. I was coaching. Um, I think we were coaching against Grand Island. It was in October. Yeah. Yeah. We were coaching against Grand Island. Uh, Jamie and I, we had a game there. And the athletic trainer didn't have a TV, but he had a radio um, on his cart or whatever. So... You know, we're obviously coaching, but there'll be times we kind of meander over to uh, the trainers, like, 
Like, is anybody hurt? No, no, no. I just want a quick update. I'm like, okay. And yeah. then meander back. I think we had, by the time we had gotten back, um, I think it was gotten back maybe mid third quarter to my car. That we lost pretty badly, didn't we? I don't want to say we got blown out, but uh, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't like a nail biter or anything. No, a game that we should have won. A game that if we would have won, I think that would have given us home field advantage too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it was something, but, yeah, no, so, but, like, there's a lot of people who are afraid to go under, like, just go under. Yeah. Because, like, of the death factor. Oh, for sure. Well, they have, I mean, it's no joke, and that's why people, I always, I always found it when people are like, oh, it's just a minor surgery, it's a minor surgery, but, like, dude, you, you are putting me under, it's, it's, there's nothing minor about that. Yeah, but, come on, like, you have no necessary. You have no needs to be worried about going under. You don't have a heart problem. You don't have like respiratory True, but problems. But you never know. Well, no, I do have asthma. I mean, not, not badly, but yeah, that's not going to cause. Like, <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like the kid that doesn't want to do anything in gym class right there would be like, I have asthma. I can't run. Yeah, it's like I've never seen you use an inhaler, kid. Um. I swear, ask my mom. I got asthma. I know somebody who died getting their wisdom teeth taken out. Like, died? Yeah. I know people that have had complications or, like, ended up getting, like, you know, messed up afterwards. I've never heard of, like, or known anybody that's died. That's they put him under and he never woke up. And see, did he have any under, or he or she have any underlying lying conditions? He suffered cardiac arrest when he was under. But, I mean, did he have cardiac problem or heart problems beforehand? I don't know. But here's the thing. You know, you go to an oral surgeon, they'd hook you up to an EKG. Yeah. Like, at least if you go to, like, if you're getting, like, any operation yeah. and in a hospital, you hooked up to an EKG where they can see there's an issue happening. And you got, what is it, an anesthetician? What's yeah. The person, is that what they're called? Uh, You mean the person that is... Yeah, that's sole, in charge of the... sole job is to put you under. And then wake you up. Yeah. I think it's an anesthetician, isn't it? I don't know, but they make bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, they make ridiculous amounts of money. Oh my gosh! Like, and that's literally they don't do anything. You in don't the perform surgery. the surgery. No, you make sure they're out and stay out. Yeah, and then you make sure that you wake them up. Like that's all their job is to put them on, put is you there under a drug and, that they give you to wake you back up. Or they do just, something to wake you back up. I thought they just let you wake up. No, like they're. <laughs> No, you Google faster. No way. There is. How do you wake? Up? They, I don't know. They, they, there's something that they do to wake you up. Like they don't just. I mean, the stuff does eventually wear out, right? I guess, but no, I'm pretty sure they. Now you you do that. An anesthetician. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's called an. Anesthetician. No, it's an anesthesiologist. Oh, there you go. And what is an anesthetician? I was like, or did think, I just make that word up? I think you made that word up. I might have you made kept that on word saying up. that. I was like, that's not that doesn't sound right. It sounded cool. Um, how <laughs> do you an anesthetician? It sounds like some sort of like like something you learn in school. It's an anesthesiologist. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Somebody's listening to this, or gonna be listening to that. Like an esthetician, what the f- is that? <laughs> I know. It's just like, how do you wake up? Um, oh, there's first one of the first ones. How to wake up a newborn? Well, don't you just smack them? How to wake up when tired? 
how to wake up tired eyes, how to wake up easier, oh, how to wake up from uh, sleep paralysis, a dream, a coma, <laughs> melatonin, Benadryl, from being, um, an esthetician is a beautician. How to wake up from being drunk. How to wake up from being knocked out in arc. <laughs> what is that? How to wake someone up from being unconscious. Um, from being put under. Uh, an anesthesiologist will slowly reduce the amount of an anesthetic drug in the body. So that just means they just stop giving it to you, I feel. <laughs> Okay, so that that makes more... Yeah, because this helps to reduce the intensity of the effects of the anesthesia and allows the patients to regain consciousness. Okay. Why am I not waking up from anesthesia? <laughs> I love how it's put in the first tense. Why am I not waking up from anesthesia? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm a dummy. An, es- an esthetician or an... Uh, one spelled with an E, one spelled with an A, is one is a beautician, and the other one is a beautician that focuses more on like skin treatments, facials, makeup application, and hair removal. If you have an anesthetician in your in your operation room, I would be kind of afraid. <laughs> Man, we're losing Larry's hair. Stat, we need more. More plugs. Are you re- are you ready to put them under? I'm ready to give them a new <laughs> give them new fit makeover. <laughs> Get rid of that brow now. Man, that that stuff is good. What would you give them? Oh, I just let him huff on a couple of nail polishes and he passed right out. His, his eyelashes have gone out of control. He's, and that pimple on his nose is growing bigger. He might not wake up. Pop it. It says, in most cases, a delayed awakening from anesthesia can be attributed to the residual action of one or more anesthetic agents. And that's a big word. Those are a lot of big words. Um, <clears throat> this list of potential. In, uh, those are a lot of words that I really can't pronounce. We're only phys ed teachers. Bear with us. How doctors wake up from anesthesia. How what? doctors wake up? Yeah, this is things people <laughs> Google searched. Doc, you're about to go into surgery. We're going to give you, you know, some sleeping pills and some. There are no drugs to bring people out of anesthesia. Okay. All right. So you just have to wake up. All right. So then I'm guessing. That, all right. So all you do is you, and then the doctor's like, "All right, they're done." <laughs> I'm going to collect my fifty grand for the day. <laughs> what did you do today? Well, I turned on the gas, and then I turned on my gas for a little bit and then i turned their gas off and i kept mine on and i got paid about five hundred thousand dollars today i could just see that like if i was an anesthesiologist I'd just go in turn it on go out like listen to the bills game or sabers game come or watch tv hey larry can you come to uh, fine well hold on next commercial doc just dude it's a really good part in this movie next commercial i'll be in there and just go back you got you got to come in. You come in like the doctor's like scrubbing. He's got, at, the nurses are preparing all the tools. You look in the anesthesia, the anesthesiologist in the car. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right, all right, all right. I really got. I got. I got to save this for a second. You know. You know. You know. We're gonna use a different one. We're gonna use a different. One. This one's mine. He's the only one with like the rolly chair too. 
Here's where the show goes off the rails. <laughs> well, no, they actually have to be there for the operation. Oh, yeah. They, like, keep it on your face. Well, I think that's why it's such it's such an important, because it's more of, at least I assume, it's more of, like, chemistry, more of dealing with drugs, it's more like of dealing bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Walter White, but, like, in a legal way. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you've got to know, like, background checks, like, all right, what might put you under might kill me because I might be allergic to something and... I don't know. I'm just Have you ever met an anesthesiologist? Nope. Exactly. I met a phlebologist. I used to work <laughs> with a phlebologist. That's the person who takes the blood. Botanists. I love that word. <laughs> Botanist. Botany. How much does... I really want to know this now. Anesthesiologist. Oh, I'm... Well, hold on. Before you look it up, guess. What's your guess? I'm guessing per year, I'm guessing between 130 and 150. I'll split it and I'll say 140. Okay. I'll, I'll say I'll say like 150. Okay. Is this like prices right highest without going over? Or are we way off? I'm guessing 200, 250. 23,000 to 33,000 per month. Per month? 300,000 to 500,000 per year. <laughs> Why? Dude, the average salary for an anesthesiologist is three hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. So we literally just gave like a part-time anesthesiologist (laughs) salary. The max you can make up to some make up to six hundred thousand dollars per year. I picked the wrong profession. Twenty-three thousand a month. month. That's lowballing it. I'm gonna. I get paid minimum wage. I get twenty three k a month. It's bull. You know. You know they're making a you. First of all, you know that you're not making a lot of money when somebody's monthly salary is about a third of your yearly salary. <laughs> so bad. Like, oh wow. my gosh, that is that is ridiculous. I wonder how many surgeries, how many surgeries does the average anesthesiologist do? How often does an anesthesiologist work? <laughs> or how many, yeah, how often? They work like two to three surgeries a month. Like, oh my God. All right. It says, some private practices offer traditional Monday through Fridays, but, you know, they work 40 to 60 hours per week or either on call or rotational. Okay, so they're still so it's they still gotta do stuff. I would gladly work forty to sixty hours per week if I made over two hundred thousand dollars a year uh, annually. I work sixty hour fifty to sixty hours a week, especially during the indoor season, indoor track and field coaching, and it takes me I don't know six years to make three hundred thousand in a salary, and that's not take home. That's that's before Texas. Yeah, and they're just like all. The, oh my gosh! Like that is ridiculous of how much money they make. Wow, I know. Like, if you're in the U.S. Army, you can make sixty three thousand, which is low. But you know, it's the U.S. Army. But an anesthesiologist in the army only makes sixty three. Only well, makes that's between sixty three thousand to five hundred forty thousand. That's a hell of a range. I know. Where is this money coming from? It's like, 
eh, you know, you might get 50000 or you might get seven hundred and fifty. What's your starting salary? 63 What's the top tier? Like 600 Yeah. <laughs> what's your? I love when you when you apply for a job. What's your pay range? I'd like to be paid anywhere between seventy thousand and seven million a year, somewhere in that pay range. Can you hit me up? I mean, they do have to go to a lot of schooling. Oh yeah, well I'm sure they've got their doctorate. So it, I'm guessing uh, you're, you're talking at least eight years, twelve to fifteen years. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, before you are fully certified and licensed to practice. So. Well, is that more or less than a doctor? I know doctorate. I know to get your doctor, like you've got to go four years for your undergrad, then another four years for your doctorate. Doctorate. Yeah. Then it's what? Is it two years of uh, residency, and then like another one or two years of rotation or something like that? Well, so although physician, physician. Anesthesiologists complete a minimum of eight years of medical training after college following residency. Many also complete additional fellowship year of specialty training in specifics such as pain management, cardiac, pediatric, all different ones. So that's eight years after college. Wow. Well, I mean, it it does make sense because, I mean, as much as we, you know, joke on it over here the last couple minutes – I mean, it is a very serious life or death thing. Well, yeah. How much money do they make per hour? If they're making three hundred thousand a year, between one fifty and two fifty an hour. I'd say more than that, or is that what it says? That's what it says at salary dot com. That's insane. Good in, for them, though. In California, it's fifty to between fifty and five hundred dollars an hour. It's still, dude. Come on, you can't. They, California, give a better pay range. Like, so think about it. You go to school for, what, 12 years? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of debt. You could pay that off working two years after a certified license. Oh, yeah. Easy. You figure 12 years of college, I mean, unless you're going to, like, you know, Uber expensive private colleges. If you do like a state school, like a UB, um, something like that, which is still a very good medical school, you know, what's the average cost of UB now? Like twenty twenty five thousand a year, probably. So twenty, let's say twenty five thousand a year for twelve years. Um, every four years, you're racking up a hundred thousand in debt. Eight years is two hundred thousand. Now, again, all of that is not just school. It's like fellowship, residence. So it's it's school, but you're getting paid, I think, to do residency. Let's say 10 years of actual school that you're paying for. So you rack up 250000 in debt. And again, that's if you're getting no scholarships, no nothing. Yeah. Let's say even if you get half of it in scholarships, um, 120000 125000 in debt. Yeah. With pay. your starting salary of 300000 even two hundred and fifty, yeah, yeah, no it's way. worth it. I'm it's looking, worth it. And like, even compared to like plastic surgeons, like plastic surgeons in New York make one hundred forty-four thousand. See, I thought they would be like make a bank. Yeah, I thought they'd well, be I mean, close to seven figures. Like the highest paid plastic surgeons, the highest paid makes thirty million dollars a year. I don't know. That just says the highest paid plastic surgeons. Speaking of plastics, well, I guess, I don't. Well, no, it's more like a dermatology 
or whatever. But you ever see that Pimple Popper yeah. show? I've been fascinated with that show. My wife hates that show just because she'll look. She'll be like, okay, really? You've had that, like, she loves it when the uh, they have, like, a big lump or whatever, whether it's on their head or their shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And that the patient will come in and be like, yeah, you know, I thought it was, I was worried if it was cancerous, this and that. And then Dr. Lee will ask, well, how long have you had it? I don't know, like, seven years, eight years. Like, really, you were worried it was cancerous. And, and you, you just sat on wait it. on it for seven, eight years. <clears throat> but it's just, now, again, dermatology, uh, it's it's because some ins- some health insurance doesn't cover that, or you it takes forever to For get a dermatology appointment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm looking up chiropractors who are kind of like the same kind of thing, where it's not incur- it's not necessarily covered by a lot of insurances, and they make they're making six figures. I'd say probably in the lower six figures, like one ten to two eighty, yeah. maybe. See, that's another thing. I'd hate to be a chiropractor because if you, like, push the wrong um, – in fact, Andrew uh, Williams, who was on – he said that would be his career if he wasn't teaching and coaching. He'd go into chiropractor. I said, My mom same, hates chiropractor. I would just be like – I'd be worried that if you, like, hit the wrong spot, like, next thing you know, somebody's, like, paralyzed. I'm like, oh, damn. I messed up. Sorry, dude. My bad. <laughs> uh, this one's it's free. My, this one's free. It's, it's on the house, it's dude. It's my first day. I just graduated. <laughs> Like it's on the house. I graduated from San Jose State. Let's fire it. Let's do it. Oh. Or you just make but like no, that's 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 perfectly normal. Don't worry, your feelings should return in four to five months. <laughs> uh, this one's got a lot of screaming. <laughs> I didn't expect like I truly think that chiropractic like chiropractic stuff hurts you more than benefits you in the long run i don't know i was i've only gone to a chiropractor a handful of times um when i was in my i've always had back issues i still have back issues but when i was i think in my later 20s um early 30s i went to a chiropractor maybe like 10 treatments overall because my back pain was like it was just ridiculous the first time i went there uh, he did a couple of adjustments by the time I got to my my car, I felt like my neck was ready to fall off. Like I felt like it was just a big heat sensation on the back of my neck. Like I felt horrible. Yeah, I'm like this guy totally screwed me up. Um, but by the time I drove home, maybe a ten minute drive home, I felt great. Like I felt loose. I felt fine. I'd gone there a few more times. Um, afterwards, it just kind of felt like all right. You know, yeah. it was more or less like just a quick. Here's 80 bucks. Yeah, and then like, his fan what? was gone one day. Never <laughs> <laughs> to see him again in that Walmart parking lot. But again, I don't know if it was more or less like you you know how sometimes you get the placebo effect where like where you're like, "All right, he did, yeah. here did this." Like you feel like you're supposed oh, to Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. gosh. Like you feel like, "Oh dude, that's amazing." Just because everybody else says that's right. amazing, so you're well, trying to have that feeling. It's like you need to get it done. You get it done the first time, and then you can never, like, revert back to it. Like, you have to get it done now. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, I know what it felt like, and I don't want to go back to that. So I'm just going to keep going every week, which is stupid. But, you know, thinking about backs and, you know, hurting your back, talk about athletes who have to carry hard workloads on their back. 
Dude, you are all about the transitions <laughs> today. My man. Uh, Freaking killing it. <laughs> just winning at life. Not Call like, me up, Sal Capaccio. Winning at life. Not like an anesthesiologist, but still winning. Oh, he's winning at life. He's winning at death, too, probably, if they die. I mean, like, to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest. But, listen, load management, do you do you buy it? Like, no. It's, a big, it's become a big issue in the NBA I where think these LeBron's guys are just scrub. These guys are just healthy scratches or, oh, I've played three games this week. I've got to take the next two off. Come on. Do you see – I always revert the argument back to, like, Michael Jordan. Take a look at Michael Jordan. It, yeah. I, in his case, he was a workhorse, and yet he never was like, oh, you need to pay me more. Like, I don't, I don't think it was. Like, you don't need to pay me more money. I'm not sitting out a game. Like, you're not resting me. If anything, I want to be in there. I think it's a generational thing. I think you have players like Barkley, like Jordan, um, Magic Johnson, Kobe. Larry Bird, Kobe, that they just – they were yelling at their coaches a lot of times when they got taken out of the game or when they got when they had to well, listen we're up 40 we don't need you no i'm going back like get yeah. me back in there coach or dude we've got the playoffs wrapped up we've got home field advantage wrapped up the number 1 seed wrapped up jordan where the hell you are like yeah. i'm playing in this game <laughs> i don't care i'm playing in this game and i'm playing every single minute of this game where nowadays these guys it's just it's it's ridiculous. It is like ridiculous. enough, enough. And like, I think they're doing it more and more now to just like get the attention and and basically selling themselves. So like, give me more money. Like, don't play me so hard. You don't want to risk hurting me. And like, also like, I do so much for this team. And then when they finally do start playing again, sometimes like they've been taken out of their groove. Yeah. And then they actually like war- are worse. Listen, I'm not going to be one of the. I'm not a total old guy yet. Where I'm not going to be one of those guys where athletes get paid way too much money. Athletes get back in my day. My, the athletes were only getting paid fifty thousand a year. Now they're getting paid fifty thousand million when they a minute. Even allowed. I mean, to sell it, food at those games. <laughs> I don't want to be total old guy, but when you are making ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five million a year a season. To play, NBA is what, 84 games, 82 games, 81 games? It's in the 80s. You are literally playing three. NBA season starts, what, in October, and it's done by. You're usually playing like two or three games a week. Yeah, and it's done by what? (laughs) June, I think, if you make the NBA finals, you're done in June. I don't watch basketball. So you're playing maybe five, six months, six, seven months out of the year, and you are getting paid more than more in one year than the average person will make in their entire life. And yeah. you're complaining because you've got to play 82 games or practice is too hard. Coach is running us too much. Yeah. I played almost every minute of the game. And not only that, but you are literally VIP flying in private jets Two games, you have the best medical staff available. You have some, you have better medical than some countries do. You are getting nutritionists, you are getting the best food, the best care. You could bathe in freaking Fiji water if you want. Yeah, and you're complaining about that you have to pay, you have to play. 80-something games, if you make it all the way to the finals, you might have to play maybe 100 games. 
a year? Well, you see, come on. A lot of people. I mean, like I can see the argument coming out. For some reason, I can just picture LeBron saying it because he's a piece of crap. Um, I really think he's a bum and a scrub, just like I think Ken- Jordan's better. I think Ken Dorsey's also a bum and a scrub, but that's you know, <laughs> besides the fact. And Leslie Frazier too. Um, <clears throat> anyways, so. Uh, Matt throwing some fire today. Dude, they're all bums. I will say it to their face. I don't care. You, you Jordan, and your receding hairline. Freaking freak. Um, Jordan? Not Jordan. James. Sorry. I was going to say. You said Jordan after I said Jordan's the great one. Yeah. Yeah. He had a gambling problem, but, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, no, but, like... You know, I can see them saying that, like, my body's my career. Like, I can't risk hurting it. It's like, well, if you're – I my argument to that would be, like, again, I revert back to, like, okay, Kobe Bryant ruptured his Achilles tendon. You can't walk on your Achilles tendon. But he continued to play the rest of the game and yeah. then dealt with it. It's like, yeah, your body's your career. I understand that. But if you're playing at this high level of competition, you can should have that dog in you that you even if you're injured who cares you want you got injured because you put yourself and everything on that on that court field whatever you're playing on and you're like yeah I got injured but I'm still going to play through it well look at Kobe's look at Kobe's like last year or two even in, in, of his career where LA was on the downs LA wasn't even making the playoffs at that point yep. they were towards the bottom of that he was still Kobe was beat up those last year or two. He still could have just sat out, rode off the rest of his career, still been he was still playing yeah. hurt, playing put, injured, like playing 50 limping. Points up in his last game. Yeah. And he didn't have to do that. I remember I think it was Kobe, one of his quotes was, you know, I'm not I'm playing this game for the person who not that goes to every single and has courtside tickets i'm playing this game for the people the fans that are up in the nosebleeds that can maybe only afford to go to one or two games a year and i want to make sure that when they go they spend their hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to spend on their tickets for their family they're seeing me at my best they're seeing me unless i physically can't do it they are seeing me played. They put down their hard-earned money to see me play. I'm going to be out there on that court. Yeah, and then, like, you know, you think of, like, same thing with Michael Jordan. Like, when he really hurt himself when he was younger, in order to let, like, some sort of healing occur and yet not piss Michael off, they put him on, like, a 20-minute timer. Like he I remember only, that, yep. Yeah, he can only play for 20 minutes. And, like... You know, they asked the physicians, they're like, you know, can you, can he really do this? And he was like, I don't suggest him to, but if he had to, it'd have to be 20 minutes max. So every game he went out there for 20 minutes and that was it. Yep. And it, you know what though, it, again, Jordan easily could have, he was at a point in that career, in his career at that point, he could have just, you know, I'm, I'm taking the year off. Yeah, Nobody, We're nothing gonna, was going to happen to him. No. But that's just you have to have it in you, and that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think some of these athletes, and for whatever reason, it seems to be more prevalent in the NBA at this point. You don't see NFL players. Well, you know, I'm only going to play ten percent of the snaps today, Coach. I'm really not feeling it, or I took a big hit. I'm not. You don't see it in the NHL. You don't see it. Well, I don't really watch baseball enough yeah. to say that, that you don't see it or not. So 
Who knows? You might. <laughs> Baseball, it's hard to see things. <laughs> it's just, just in, hard. In sports, especially like the NFL and the NHL, where you are literally getting tackled or checked yeah. multiple times a game. In fact, where you should see, it'd probably be at least more of an excuse to see load management. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, Josh is sitting out this game because he took like five sacks, six sacks last game. His ankle's a little, you don't see that. Or, uh, you know, Ovechkin, he just, he got blasted the last couple games. He's had a lot of checks. Yep. We're, we're going to sit him out this game. We're going to, no, they, they play through it. Um, Ray Lewis. One of the best line that just played. He just played through. Played through injury after injury after injury. Yep. Now, granted, I'm sure a lot of people weren't playing after hits that he gave. I mean, he would hit you, and like you'd have to go on the sidelines and lay down. Yeah, you're just like I gotta, I gotta sit. <laughs> like, in my opinion, the greatest linebacker to ever play the game. Oh, yeah. Like, he was terrifying. Like, just terrifying. Not only that, but just the the greatest player to play the game, think the game, like, just was the game. He was the game. Yeah. It's like, you know. I, and can I, you be? Can can you imagine being his coach and say, hey, Ray, I want you to sit out today. <laughs> the, the, the coach would have to be laying down. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I, I, I tried to bench Ray one day. I don't. I don't know what happened, but five minutes later, when I woke up, he was in the game. Yeah, I was like, I told Ray that he had to sit down, um, <laughs> and then I woke up and he was retired. So, <laughs> so. coach, you coached him the last five. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Ash, do you know what time is? It? What day is it? October. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. No, but, like, you just don't see that anymore with, like, the athletes. Like, you don't have that, like, I feel like people are way too soft. And, again, like, I I understand what people say. Like, yeah, it's, like, your, your body's your career and stuff. But, like, you can even see that kind of stuff in, like, lower leagues and, like, stuff where it's not, where the stakes are not nearly as high like you can tell the difference between an athlete who like isn't really there for all of it. They're yeah. they're there for some of it or like they're just there for a friend, but then, you know, they get hurt and that that's their out. Well, it used to be it it used to be in sports even as low as the high school level, the college level, the pro level. It it seems like 10, 15, 20 years ago and beyond, it used to be almost like a badge of honor. Hey, dude, I made it the whole season without missing a single game. I only got I, – I averaged in a soccer game, I averaged like 80, 85 minutes of the 90-minute soccer game. I was barely pulled out. Or, you know, over my high school career, you know, I only missed X amount of games. Over my college career, I only missed – like it used – for the average athlete or for any athlete, it used to be a badge of honor where you would play in consecutive games. Like, dude, you don't understand. I never missed a game for five years in a row, six years in a row, eight years. Nowadays, it just, there doesn't seem to be that same, I don't know what you want to call it. It doesn't, fanfare, whatever with it. It's just, eh, I'm going to miss a game here. It's like almost like now athletes, well, you know what, I'm taking a sick day. Yeah. 
I'm taking I'm going to take this one out. You guys go deal with it. We're only playing the Lions. Let me just sit feel out. feel like it. I don't, I'm not really feeling it today, coach. But, yeah. dude, you're making more in this game, just in this game, than I'm going to make my entire year. And you're not plus. feeling it? You like... better start feeling it. Get your non-feeling butt out there. And and you know like the best thing I love to see is is like okay yeah like the 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 star player gets sat out and who's gonna replace them somebody probably on the bench that didn't really play a lot they put them in there and you can sometimes see like that person they put in has that like that it fat like they have that commitment oh yeah and they they're like they're gone well they're looking like this is my chance yeah exactly i mean in fact who knows they might have been the one like matt you look a little tired today why don't you just sit out i'll I'll fill in for you don't worry i got you dude i heard that guy's really dirty that you're gonna cover him why don't you let me play why don't you let me cover him i'll i'll go in dude i heard your dog (laughs) (laughs) no it's like i mean i can't i speak to this because when i was i mean like when i was younger i remember i was i had like i had I have scoliosis, which isn't like a major thing, but like when I was younger, my back, my lower back would always give me problems. It still does, but like I kind of just deal with it. The lower back sucks. I know it freaking does suck. That was the only reason why I ever wanted to go to like a chiropractic person, but um, um, chiropractor that's what they're called. Um, but I never you did. Mean not an esthetician, yeah, no. <laughs> An aesthetician. Aesthetician. Aesthetician, that's it. Like, but, so, like, I stopped playing, like, a soccer season because, like, my back was just giving me so much problems. And then, like, I I picked back up and I was playing and I really didn't have, like, that commitment to it and anything like that. I really wasn't, I really wasn't a sporty person. And then for some reason, as soon as I graduated high school, like, something clicked and you know, I played in a like a rec league soccer indoor soccer league, and like I like tore up my legs, and I was bleeding, and like I like knew for a fact that like I probably should stop because I would fall, and like st- it would just make it worse. I didn't, and then like I would go the next week, like knowing full well I'm gonna tear everything again. I ripped my ankle apart playing a beer league kickball. I wore an air cast sometimes and then as soon as i walked up to take the kick i would take my air cast off and like run freely in a torn up ankle that like like you know some like you if you don't and this wasn't like this isn't stuff that doesn't even matter but when if you're like i feel like if you're a true athlete any kind of like athletic thing you're doing game what have you it should matter to you absolutely like if not why are you playing it and like Go big or go home. A lot of people say like, "Oh, like you're too competitive. You take the fun out of it." Like, like, but like in the like sense that is the fun. Like that's the fun for me. That's yeah. why I do it. Like, there's like I want to play. I'm gonna put my heart out into it, and I don't really like. Yeah, like this. This is from seven o'clock to eight o'clock on Monday nights. I am in the headspace that I'm going to kick and tear everybody up on this kickball diamond. Every Monday, because this is the highest level of competition I have in my life now, and I'm yep. an athlete, and I'm going to put my body on the line. Yeah. If why not, not, why are you wasting the money for the league? Yeah. Why are you wasting your time when you could be doing something else? Why not, if you're going to sign up for a league, why not play 
100%. My wife kind of gets on me this. She's like, why don't you sign up for another soccer league? Why don't you play in an adult soccer league? Why don't you play? And I'll kind of look. I'll be like, I'll give her two reasons. I'll, and I I do want to get back into soccer. In fact, Matt, we're going to put together a soccer league. We Maybe we'll do our next match series. i got to talk to you. I th- I've got an idea about a match series, a soccer game, whatever, or flag football. But we'll, we'll promote that when we get the chance to talk. But the two reasons I give is the one reason I'll give is, you know, with coaching and everything, I just don't have the time and I'm not in the best shape. Or the other reason I'll give, like, Vic, you don't understand. When I was in my 20s, when I was in high school, even up until, like, I was good. I know if I step on that field, I'm not going to be good. (laughs) Or definitely not as good. Like, I'm just going to look. I'm like, it's it's almost going to be like it's going to be depressing for the first couple games because I'm like, Jesus Christ, I used to do that step over move like so easy. Now I like I did it and I pulled something or I could like sprint. Now I sprint like I got to get in shape first before I get on that field or it's just going to be. And again, if I get into a league, whatever, it might be a league full of the same type of people, but I'm just going to look, I'm going to be more like thinking to myself that, dude, you just embarrassed yourself. Like, what are you doing? You don't belong in this field. Like, get the hell off. Dude, you got to treat it like, I'm going to be, like, probably this way, unfortunately, to a lot of people, um, probably until the day I die, until, like, when I physically f- can't do it anymore, that's when I, like, will 100% commit my pure competitiveness towards board games. But, <laughs> I mean, I already do, but... Listen, I'll take out anybody in Monopoly. I mean, like, I, like, I remember during the Blizzard, we were playing Monopoly... So were we. Like with me and my girlfriend because she stayed with us and my mom and my girlfriend walks into the kitchen and she just looks at me and she's like, why is your shirt off? And I was like, because it's Monopoly time. (laughs) I proceeded to wipe the floor with them. But anyways, like, you know... Um, I could just see my park planks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, dude, I go boardwalk hardcore. I do boardwalk and... um. I stay away from Park Place and Boardwalk. Unless I'm, like, dominating, then I'll pick them up. Those are the only two properties that I ever color set, and I've won every game I've done that with. No. I always get the... I always get the... Uh, I build hotels on them? No way. I get the orange and purple street. Really? Oh, because they're cheaper hotels, they're cheaper prices, and when you build them up, boom. Oh, yeah, but the but for some reason... Dude, the last game I played, I had all four railroads. I color-setted the blue, so Park Pace and Boardwalk. Built hotels on them. My girlfriend, we're just playing. But nobody I, ever lands on those. Here's the thing. And then I get in jail. I, I roll a lot of doubles, so I, I tend to go to jail a lot. I just sit in jail. Oh, jail is the best place. I sit in jail. And then also my girlfriend landed on my, on I don't know if it was Boardwalk or Park Place, with a hotel on it. It was like $2,000. She gave me all of her properties. She had color sets on that too. I cleaned house. <laughs> now, see, I've played. I've played Monopoly. That was a big Blizzard game that we played. Sarah uh, and my wife and I. Um, not. I, let me see. Sarah, our daughter, my wife Vicky, and I. That kind of came out wrong. But anyways, um, w- before I've played House Rules, where if you're in jail, you can't collect. Oh, any, I've never played any that game. of like if somebody lands on that's like, not real rules, right? House rules. Okay, house so, rules. I don't think it's real rules. No, I don't. But think I've it I've is. played at people's houses, um, friends' houses where like 
All right, just let everybody know if you're in. They would, to their credit, oh, then I would not they go. go on, I would not go into jail. But that would, which it kind of it puts a different spin on it. Like, can you imagine if you did have that and you were in jail and somebody landed on your boardwalk, yeah. like, dun dun dun. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, but you know, we digress. It's just the whole like the, you got to have that. If you're competing at whatever level, I really don't care. It can be, like, the lowest level possible. You should, if you are a true athlete, you should have that spark that comes yep. out. You got to have that, like, this This is my Super Bowl for, like, whatever time it is. I don't care. If, don't don't play the game if you don't want to play it I 100%. Yeah, I don't care if this, if this is cornhole at my, like, niece's grad party. I'm going to tear these kids up and make them feel bad. Now, kind of branching off of that a little bit. Showboating, trash talking. Oh, yeah. Are you are you all about that? I'm not. I let my actions do my trash talk. And like the only, I never physically trash talk. I have anything. I trash talk my own teammates in a joking way to kind of get them fired up. Well, or no, just just because I was I was a jerk. But um, <laughs> I know I don't do. I'm a very aggressive person when I'm playing sports. And like for example, in kickball, when we when I go up to kick. And then if I don't make a home run, I am a very aggressive base runner. So, like, when I'm running, I'm not running from, like, first to second. I'm running to first, and I'm planning on getting home. So I, I remember I kicked this ball deep, and I'm rounding second, and I see out of the corner of my eye that they checked the ball in. So they got him up to, like, shortstop. And by that point, I was like, I could beat this. And, I, and like, the third base person was, like, telling me, he was like, stop, stop. And I round third, and he's just like, stop. <laughs> and this guy had the ball and saw me going. And, like, I slid it was perfect timing, too, because I had a huge open gash on my left leg from from turf already. So I was like, but my body instinctively went right leg. So I had a huge gash on my left, on my right after that. But I slid. He missed He missed me. And then I pop back up. And he runs directly into me with his shoulder because he's pissed. And the entire time, I'm just laughing. That's like the extent of my trash talking. Your third base, the guy at third base coach ran into you? No, the guy who tried to over, who tried or to throw tried me to out, throw you out missed me, and I got up. And there was other people on bases, but like I was getting up on the plate, and he purposely ran into me, and like he was like he hit me, just like why are you in my way? And I just start laughing, and like he was getting like in my face but i wasn't gonna do like i'm not i'm not the one to like verbally taunt people or trash talk i feel like you were though (laughs) i would hmm. there'd be times where i would be the aggressor trash talk where i would especially in soccer where if i was guarding somebody i would go out like dude you better the the ball comes to me i'm i'm nutmegging you i'm going through your i'm gonna (laughs) just watch i'm gonna I would trash talk them purposely just to get them off their game. Or I would make a move, and then after I did it, like after I got by them and like sent the pass across, I'd be like, ooh, next time that cross is going and he's scoring on it. Like I'm pissed off that he didn't score on it because I embarrassed you. That was, you know, I should – or I'd be like, dude, really? You're going to let – especially the older I got, and if I was playing against a younger – like a a person who was a couple years younger than me, I'd be like, dude – you're gonna let my old ass just burn by you. You're, that's disgraceful. You shouldn't be allowed to play. I would just trash. Even talk. though your high school team was trash. Even on all right, I should take that back. On high school, I did trash talking. It was different. Travel soccer is when I would do my big time trash talking. 
or even in like adult leagues. Okay. Um, because yeah, it was. But I I would still trash talk, or I would sit there. I would let them do the trash talking, and I would just look and like smile or like laugh. I remember one time I was coaching. <laughs> I was coaching uh, one of my teams. And we were up, this was, I think, like, third, fourth, fifth grade soccer, a team that I was coaching. I was coaching. We were up, I think we ended up winning by, like, six goals. We got up early. We got up by, like, two or three. I put in all of my second, third stringers, kids that, you know, at that age, you try to get them even playing time. But you always have, inevitably. Right. Because um, I think at that point, we only had 15 on our team. So you you can't sub out everybody. But you inevitably have a core group that plays a good amount longer. Pulled all those guys off early, but like, you know, had a lot of my kids that didn't play. Still ended up beating them 6 nothing. Woman coach comes up to me afterwards, just, how dare you run up the score? Like, literally in my face, yeah. like maybe from here to the, I mean, inches away. <laughs> let her talk. She rambles on. Like, I just look at her. Don't nod. Don't nothing. Just look at her. She talks, how dare you? She goes on for about a minute. I just look. <laughs> and then walk away. That was my response. I just blew her a kiss, turned around and walked away. She got like all I hear. I never looked back to see what she did, but all, how dare you? And just like launches off. I just keep walking. I'll never forget. There were two of uh, two mothers from my team behind me who heard like the entire conversation. Yeah. They heard me do the, and they started dying laughing, and they just came up, and they're like, that was hysterical. How did you, like, if that woman would have responded, like, I would have punched her in the face and this and that. I'm like, just yeah. turned, walked yeah. away. Um, So I would do stuff like that in the game, too. Or I'd walk by, like, if you were guarding me, I wouldn't necessarily track talk you, but I'd walk by you and just make some, like, dumb comment. Like, dude, really? You're coming out with those cleats, or just and just just go and you. Hey, dude, mom got me those cleats. <laughs> but just the only time I never I didn't trash talk. I was a freshman in high school, uh, playing against LaSalle. All I heard of going into that game was Tom Judge, Tom Judge, Tom Judge, a senior. Not that he was talented, but that this kid would physically hurt you. Like if he said he was going to kick you in the head. He would find a way in a game to kick you in the head. Like we, I think it was eight games in. He had already amassed like a amount of yellow cards. He'd been kicked out before. So, of course, inevitably, I'm marking Tom Judge in yeah. this game. Here I am, little ninth grader, again five six, five seven. At that point, maybe 150 pounds. Marking this kid. The second I get onto the field, he's got to be like six three. He's got to be like if he's not over two hundred. I'm. I, it's basically me marking Ray Lewis. Yeah. On the field, I instantly turn into where I am kissing this guy's butt the entire game. But like, but like, sir, that was a great play. I don't know, sir. Great job. There's you guys are really gonna. You guys are really you. gonna kick our butts today. You guys. Are, and he's just like I'm getting everything to laugh. Whatever. It gets to the point. I mean, Lasalle was up like two or three on us. He starts inevitably getting chippy. He starts not with me. Like, I'm I, at this point, I'm this guy's best friend. Yeah. So he goes over. 
I forgot exactly what happened, but he ends up like pretty much laying me out. It was clean play, 50-50 play. We both go in, just like lays me out, walks over, and he picks me up. Like when he, I'm on my ground, I'm on the ground. When he walked over, I thought like, this is it. He's going to drop an elbow on me. He, this is where he's going to curb stop me. Yeah. Picks me up or whatever. He's like, you all right? Yeah. Then he goes over to one of my teammates and like starts not fighting with him, but like starts shoving him and pushing him. And I'm like, is, 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 is my teammate getting like my ass whooping? Because the guy like. You go, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Kick him in but the I'm, left leg. But I'm looking, I'm like, like he, I went 50-50 with him. Like, he came over and, like, did he, was it just programming his DNA that he had to beat somebody up? So he just took it on somebody else because he, like, I'd made friends with him that game? It's like he picks you up. And it's, like, it's pretty much. It was like, good boy. Good, good job. I see you in second. I'm going to kick butt. <laughs> but, like, four eyes, the guy turns around. Boom! <laughs> like, dude, sorry, my bad. And like, you walk over, and you're like, "Was that meant for me?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't hit my pets though. Okay, but dude, I'm I'm just that was the only time in a game where I would say that I was intimidated. Like I was just, and it again later on in my career definitely wasn't. You know, I was marking a lot of. Look at me. Everybody's bigger than me, especially in high school. But I just, I think it was more I was intimidated of the legends of his, like the legend of Tom Judge. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But, yeah, I just, thank God I made friends with him quick. (laughs) You didn't make friends with him. (laughs) Whatever, make friends with him, kiss his butt, become his prison whatever, (laughs) prison beep. Whatever it was, I was in survival. You became mode. his property, pretty much. <laughs> I'll admit it. You're, you're, you were his cheerleader. Yep. Hey, we. I think we only lost five nothing, so it was a close game. <laughs> do you? How do you want to do this in the shower? Like, do you want me to like scrub your back first? <laughs> or like, Tom, Tom, can I, can I, can I carry your, can I carry your bag? Can I carry your soccer bag do off? I, do you want front yeah. to back or back to front? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know these things. And like you see your coach like I'm going back with them now. No, but I was always the trash talker and if I knew like within the first couple minutes if I saw that it was getting under your skin, oh game on. Like I'm I'm not letting up. In fact, I'm just what I'm going losing, all out. Though? Would you still trash talk? Would you be like that guy who trash talks even though you're like 5 points behind? No, at that hey, point. Man, you guys suck. I wouldn't say I'd trash talk. I would definitely tone it down. Um, but if it was a close game and that's why I did most of my, most of my trash talking or, or the majority in travel soccer, um, or higher level soccer. Cause I mean, you actually were winning Yeah, by, let's be honest by 15 minutes into a regular high school game. We were usually down three, nothing at that point. <laughs> so there wasn't, I don't think if I'm trash talking you all, you gotta be like, dude, we are beating you 10, nothing right yeah. now. Why are you talking? You guys suck. We're beating you three nothing. Yeah, you should be beating us six nothing. <laughs> yeah, the last team beat us by triple digits. Yeah, you guys are terrible. <laughs> My gosh, I've seen more guys miss a goal. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> when our team's doing shooting practice, <laughs> it's very sad here. <laughs> last thing I want to say that we'll get into our we'll get into our hot seat questions, but. 
this just popped in my head. The, the, the nastiest thing that I've ever done. It was a travel game. I, I can't remember if we were tied or if we were up by one. Um, but anyways, the team had been awarded a penalty shot. Let's just say I had tacos before the game. I was ripping nasty gas all game long. <laughs> Your crowd doesn't so I literally, before like the referees got the, like is putting the ball on the PK line, I had no business going up to the ref. I had no business being anywhere near there. But sure enough, because I knew I was ready to blow, I went over to the referee while he's putting the ball down on the PK line, like, sir, can you explain the call to me? Whatever, I'm the captain. You've got to get the... As I'm doing this, I am crop dusting the hell out of that PK line and anywhere near where that guy's going to line up to shoot. I'm, like, just all over the place. So finally, after, like, you know, whatever, just go back. So I go back. I see the kid. He's, like, adjusting the ball. You can see that. Like, you can see that. He comes back. He's got pink eye. And he like winds back up and he's still like, and he ends up skying the ball. I don't want to say it was just because of me, but I crop dusted the Christ out of that. Like I'd let like at least three or four bombs go into that. Like, I don't know, all total of maybe 15 seconds that I was arguing with the referee. Dude, this this has nothing to do with sports, but you talked about crop dusting. I will crop dust the classroom to this day <laughs> for punishment. I've never crop. I I have, but I, this wasn't even crop dusting. I remember I was, I was a freshman in high school, and our bathroom, like I had a lab, and for lab we'd have to use like this bathroom in between like the special ed part of the school and like the the science wing. And I went in there during my passing period before for, between science and lab. Because they were back to back. I went into the bathroom and there was like a group of stalls and then some urinals. And I had very bad phobia of peeing near people. So I had to go in the <laughs> stall. And the stall was. You had a shy bladder. The, the stall was clogged. So I was like, ah, I got to go. So I'm just going to add to the clog, I guess. <laughs> Except I forgot. And I tried to flush it after. And then it starts overflowing. So I kick the door open and I run out. And the best, the last thing I heard was the door was shutting. Was the kid? Was the kid in the stall next to me? All I could hear was, "Are you kidding?" I I ran down, sat in the classroom, and I started dying laughing. And I come out after the class, and the whole room is blocked off. <laughs> but there was a kid sitting next to the stall next to me with his backpack on the floor. <laughs> and I flushed the toilet, and everything came out. And I booked it out the door, and he just sounded so defeated. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> I never knew who that kid was, but uh, uh, the poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. That poor guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know why that came up to my head, but. Oh, it, it, that happened when I was ninth grade, but that still makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> so bad. That's horrible. <laughs> he sounded so serious. Like, are you kidding me? 
He accepted it. Everything was getting poo You on know him. that kid had like the worst day ever, and he was just trying to have like a little, just time. trying to have like an alone time in the bathroom. Just listen, I just need this right now. I'm like, it's, are you? Come on. It's like, I think it's 12 o'clock time for my normal poop time. And all of a sudden, his entire wardrobe got washed with poo water. <laughs> he shows up to class with the backpack, and they're like, "Yes, steak." And he's just like, uh, "Like it wasn't me." He's like, no. <laughs> oh man, poor kid. <sighs> if you were, if you, no, no chance you're listening to this. But if that was you, I'm sorry. If you had that event happen to you at Clarence High School, please contact the show. <laughs> Twenty in 2012. No. Oh. Was it 2012 or 2013? It was freshman year. So if you know who you are, it was our freshman year. <laughs> but, oh, man, that was – I will forever think that is the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's get into our hot seat questions. Um, all right, we talked about being sick. Hot seat question number one, what is – like the worst like symptom of a cold like like you'd rather have everything else except this sore throat really oh yeah really i hate sore throats because you can't eat and i'm always like fixated on swallowing until it goes away i can't deal with sore throats see mine's vomit oh i don't care i can throw up no I, you get me vomiting i'm acting like a little baby i'm like on the ground like, uh, mm no way. I'd rather have I really vomit from sicknesses. I'd rather have the biggest headache, the biggest uh, sore throat, chills, fevers, Oof. muscle, whatever you name it. I'd rather have all of it combined as long as I am not nauseous or throwing up. All, uh, nauseous might even be worse than throwing up because you have that throwing up feeling, that feeling of it's gonna come out. It's gonna, yeah. but you're not sure when. But <laughs> nauseous or I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Nauseous or vomit, I can't handle. I I don't mind that. I just can't do sore throat. Sore throat. <sighs> sore throat is like a make or break for me. Yeah. All right. Question two. What do you got? Did the New Orleans Saints draft Derek Carr? Not draft, but trade for Derek Carr? I heard that they're the likely. Well, they wouldn't have to trade because he's a free agent. He oh, was, sign him. He was cut by the Raiders, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they. I heard that hey, if he goes to Saint, if he goes to Las Vegas, in Los Angeles, in Las Saint New Lo- Orleans. Thank you, <laughs> wow. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Los Los Saint Alamos, Saint Louis. <laughs> Can't talk yet. No. So if he goes to the Saints, then good for them. Saints uh, will have a decent. T- I I tell you what, if he does go to the Saints, I'll say this right now. What is it? March sixth, twenty twenty three. They're making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. I was going to say, and they're going to be a legit contender for the right, NFC. Here's here's my here's my question then. What do you think is the scariest team? Other than the Bills, uh, next year it could be NFC or AFC. I don't really care. Scariest? Yeah. I mean, AFC. You still have to say Kansas City. Um, they're even more scary than the Bills. I still think it's the top three are for sure: Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo in the AFC, possibly in the NFL. Um. I'm still, I'll, whatever, I'll take some flack for it. Kansas City, I mean, until you beat the man, until you beat the man, you can't be the man. Yeah. So Kansas City is still the scariest. And the NFC, 
man, the Eagles looked good. If they can, I don't know what their salary cap and all <coughs> their issues are. If they can keep that team together, I tell you what, I don't want to steal your shine from you, but Detroit, if they, I think this, if they continue the way they are this year, they will be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you rule them scary yet, but they're on the verge. But they're on the verge. If you put, not that Jared Goff did horrible, but if you put an above average quarterback oh, dude, if, to it. If they got Derek Carr, I'd be scared. If they got Derek Carr, that team could do damage. If they got even if they got if Aaron Rodgers went there, that team could do damage. Um or if they drafted like a good young quarterback. Yeah. Um but I think Detroit not scary yet, but if they continue to do their build the next two to three years, they could be a scary team. But I'll still say I'll still say I mean Philadelphia the way their their team is as long as I haven't checked really as long as they haven't lost anybody Okay that's fair They're scary Yeah I was going to say it's between Kansas City and I have to say Philadelphia is a very scary team for me Yeah cuz not only did they have a good offense and Jalen Hurts is fine like he's the man now Oh yeah <laughs> but they had a very good defense too they're they're very intimidating. So, yeah. all right. Question three. Um, we'll make this a simple one. Yes or no? Do the Sabers make the playoffs? We'll talk a little bit more about the Sabers next week. But yes or no? Dang, do the Sabers make the playoffs? Right now, uh, and I know they got a game against Edmonton tonight. Yep. They are currently the first team out of the playoffs. They are. Three points back of Pittsburgh with a game in hand. They are four points back of um, the Islanders with four games in hand. means the Islanders have played four more games than them. Pittsburgh's played one more game with them. If they win tonight, um, neither Pittsburgh nor the Islanders win. So if they win tonight, if they can beat Edmonton, they would be one game back of Pittsburgh with both games have played 62. Both teams have played 62 and only two points back of the Islanders with uh, three games in hand, and they play the Islanders on Tuesday as well. You know, sure, why not? Yeah. I think they do. I think they do. A lot of things have to go right. Not so much. I mean, they've that's just it. They've got a lot of teams in hand, a lot of games in hand on teams. Yeah, but you know, I there's just... twenty twenty one games right now left. If they win these next two against the Islanders and against Edmonton, you're talking they would be they could potentially be in They're the seventh spot, seven. not the eighth spot, with nineteen games left to go, and still a lot of games in hand on the Islanders. Now there is. Washington's tied with them. Uh, Ottawa's tied with them. I honestly think, I think Buffalo and Pittsburgh are both going to make the playoffs. No, I think the Islanders are definitely going to be one of those teams. I think the Islanders are out. I think they're out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, let's say that the Sabers make the playoffs. Just now, again, more than likely, if they make the playoffs or when they make the playoffs, they're, they're either gonna, they're either going to play Boston. Uh, if they end up as the eighth seed, they'll play Boston. If they end up as the seventh seed, they'll play Carolina. It looks like more than likely. I'd rather play Carolina, and they're gonna get smoked by either. Yeah, but... I think it would be Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, 
Um, I mean, they would get. I'd rather, for sure, play Carolina. Listen, I would rather play. I would rather play an All Star team than Boston. Boston is just destroying. Yeah, which teams. is weird. They were they were the fastest team in NHL history, I believe, to get to a hundred points. Yeah, I mean, they are just. <sighs> They are destroying teams. Good for them. Um, but just to get into the playoffs this year. All right. Yeah, I could. I, I could think see, they get. I could see them. I tell you what, if Buffalo had goaltending, Buffalo's Boston. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like if I mean, we don't have goaltending. We've you know, we don't even have high, like high school level goaltending. We are getting smoked. If we don't score five goals, we don't win games. Yeah, and that won't last long in the playoffs. No, but just to get us, just to get there next year, we can start doing something or thinking about winning a series. Getting goaltenders, man. All right, question four. But next week, next week, I feel like I feel like we need a hockey, a hockey um, episode. Okay, like next week, let's look at getting some people that know uh, hockey, know Sabers, know just hockey in general. As long as I don't have to skate, I'm all about talking about hockey. Okay. All right. Question four. What do you got? Uh, I think I've done this already, but you, you, we mentioned Burger King earlier. <clears throat> do you like square patties or, or round patties? Uh, I really, as long as it tastes good, I don't care. It could be triangle patties. A lot of people have a preference, actually. Really? Well, I mean, like, you know, people say square patties taste better, but... I don't think the shape is going to make them taste better, but as long as they taste good, as long as they're seasoned. Um, what's your idea? Okay, so second part of that question. But I guess I'd go circle. I'm a traditional guy. What's your what's your seasoning on it, on your patty? Like on the on the meat, or you mean like condiments and stuff? Like on the meat. Um. Hmm. When I season it, I'll try to do. I tell you the what the one season the one time I made it I made an A and W burger. Where I would literally soak it with, um, like, part of the mixture was I'd put uh, a little bit of A&W, like, root beer in in with the burger meat. Um, obviously throw some breadcrumbs, seasoned breadcrumbs on there to soak it up with it. And then uh, I would throw in some chopped onions, um, salt, pepper. And depending on if I wanted a little spicy or not, I'd throw in, like, some cayenne pepper or some crushed red pepper or something to spice it up a little bit, make it a little seasoned. But- Interesting. But usually that, or sometimes I'd throw in with the AW, I think I threw in like some brown sugar and made it more of like a sweeter, interesting, sweeter okay. burger. It actually tasted pretty good. Yeah, that um, sounds like a good thing. Yeah, like... I guess I like that. Okay. Lately, though, with my burgers, I will say instead of with the buns, like the, I've been going with like just doing lettuce as the buns. Yeah. Healthier, better for you. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think it tastes better. How yeah. about you? I, I like. A lot of the time, I usually just go classic salt and pepper, but I also like um, Montreal steak seasoning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Rub that, like, get that into the meat. Yep. Oh, and then put some olive oil on it so it doesn't, like, you know. I was gonna say, burn. do you make like the indentations and put yeah. a little olive oil? Oh yeah, oh, good yeah. man. Oh yeah, good man. I know, I know how to make burgers. Good man. Even with that, like when I did the A and W, I would do the indentation, but instead of putting the olive oil, I would put like the A and W. On there, oh, okay. Because basically, all we need is the liquid. Just yeah, to... just like kind of like be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see you. I, I, I see you. I all see right. You. Question five. 
All right. Question five. I've got this. Let me see if I can word this in my head right. All right. You know how the Bills obviously had the four straight Super Bowl losses. You didn't really live through it, but no. um, Would you sign up for the Bills going the next four years, going to four straight Super Bowls, but lose? Knowing, not knowing, but just four straight Super Bowls and losing all of them. But then you were guaranteed, whether it was within the next three years after that, you were guaranteed they were going to win one. Or would you just take your chances and let it play out with the team that they have, knowing that Josh Allen signed up for, what, 10 years, eight years, whatever his contract is, and just let let it play out? I would take my chances. I'd... I, I don't feel like going through all of that just for one pot. But you were guaranteed I don't care. one. I don't guaranteed care. one. I don't care. I want more than just one. Like, I'd rather go multiple times and win multiple times rather than go four times, lose, just to know I'll have one. Because then we'll be known as a team that's lost eight Super Bowls in a row. I I agree. I I don't think I could... If if it happened again where we went to four straight and lost, even though if somebody were to say, listen, don't worry, they're going to win it in the next, at least one in the next three years. At that point, I don't think I'd have, I don't think I'd have it in me to even just care yeah, you're anymore. Just, like at that point, you're so beaten down, you're like, screw it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just going through four straight Super Bowl losses, I think I was, let's see, I would have been like uh, 10 when the first one happened, so 10, 11, 12, 13 for the first four, and then going through it again in my 40s. So it would be like, what, 40, by the time next season rolls out, 43, 44, 45, 46. Yep. I don't think I'd, I'd, I don't think I'd have it in me. That's not worth it, man. I don't think I'd have it in me. No, so, like, yeah, I'd rather just take my chances as we are right now. I, I agree. Was that four or was that five? That was five. All right. Um, Matthew. Don't call me Matthew, please. (laughs) Let's see. Make sure everybody checks us out on our Instagram, on our Facebook page at stories from the sidelines. We got to start putting, I say this every week, we got to start putting more videos or videos up on our YouTube page, but check it out. Going to anesthesiologist school at stories from the sidelines. You can track Matt's, um, you can track Matt's progress on his anesthesiology career. Um, on our webpage, we'll tell you, you know, when he started his grad school for it, when he started his doctorate for it, when he's in his, what do you got to do, uh, residency, all that stuff. Yep. So Matt will be making, uh, by that time, he'll be making probably upwards of like half a mil a year. Sayonara to this, to this <laughs> town. Make sure you tune in every week for more exciting episodes of stories from the sidelines. And let's go Sabres.